Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, this is Phil Haugen coming to you from our training facility in Weatherford, Oklahoma. Thanks for joining us today for this episode. It is, normally I do these in the mornings, but it is, uh, it rained last night and it was hot today, so it was hot and humid. So I got my horses rode. Um, I've got a couple more that I'm going to try to ride this evening when it cools off a little bit. I've got a new colt. I've got a two-year-old of ours that I need to get started. And... Oh, but you know, right around a bazillion other things I need to do, but uh, you know, that's just normal around here, and that's pretty much the same for everybody, I'm sure. Last weekend, we had a big weekend. Uh, my daughter Hannah got married in Stephenville, Texas, so we were down there for a couple days, and we had a really good time. We had uh, lots of family come in from up in the Dakotas, and a lot of friends from up in the Dakotas that came. And, uh, boy, it was just uh, so good to see them all. And and I tell you what, I think because of the COVID deal and everything else that, you know, everybody has been through this year. I mean, everybody has had their plans changed. I think that's the, that had been uh, originally scheduled for June 13th. Then it got, because of COVID, we were going to be limited on our, actually it turned out that I think we could have had it June 13th, but right up until um, the week before, we didn't know for sure of the number of people they were going to allow. So we postponed it, rescheduled for August 8th. And then at one point in there, they had shut the county back down. And anyway, long story short, we got to have, I think there was 275 people there. Um, not a mask in the place. It was felt really, really good to feel like the world was normal again. And, uh, and I think everybody there felt the same way because they had a pretty good time and it was hundred degrees, but it was real shady, a really pretty venue called the Hardway Ranch there in Stephenville. And it was just, it was just wonderful. God, we had a good time. And like I said, it was you know, it was a really nice facility, a really nice venue, but like we talked about afterwards, when you have that group of people together, I mean, I don't care where we would have been, we would have had a good time and enjoyed it because it's, yeah, it was, it was a really nice place, but at the same time, it was all about the people that were there, and we were just so thankful and so feel so blessed to have that many people come and celebrate that day with us and you know and and Hannah is my only daughter and uh you know we have Hannah and Wade and you know you uh you want them to have that day you know you want them to have that special time and you know it was uh I mean it was no life or death deal by no means but at the same time it, it was it was pretty special it was a really neat really neat event and uh oh we had a lot of fun now it's a lot of work it was a lot of work there's no i mean you uh 
by the time we left there Sunday night and got home, <laughs> Bridget and I, we were on the way home. We'd talked about unloading the trailer and doing this and that. We pulled in the driveway <laughs> and we grabbed what the bare essentials headed to the house. And I tell you what, we showered and went, went and laid down. And, um, I don't think I wiggled till the next morning. We were, we were done. We were shot but it was but it's all good and so this week it's uh i know for really for everybody that was there their schedules you know were were somewhat on hold because just like ours were because we you know right up until the end we were we thought we were pretty sure we were going to be able to go ahead with the event as planned but at the same time we've all figured out in this deal that at any moment they can cancel something or shut something down, you know, so it's a really a feeling of relief this week that number one, that we got to have such a fun event. Number two, that we did get it over with. And, and number three, now everybody can kind of go on from here. And so um, those of you listening that were there, uh, I can't thank you enough for coming and spending that time and taking time out of your busy schedule to share that time with us. Um, we, we really, really appreciate it. And, uh, so, you know, one thing before I got, I've got some horsemanship, um, things I'm going to talk about, but there was one thing that I wanted to share with everybody, you know, at the, uh, after the ceremony, then, um, once the dance started, everybody ate, and then once the dance started, in between there, they took some time out. We did made made some toasts, and I made a little speech. And I only had two. Bridget told me to keep it short and sweet, and Hannah told me no crying. And it was kind of hard to deliver on either one of those because once I get to talking, I kind of like to, I kind of like to yak a little bit. And and there were times there was there were a couple awkward pauses while I got myself gathered back up but but it went good and and you know the I thought a lot about that before I, I even practiced that toast slash speech prior to doing it several times and, and you know I really didn't feel like I needed to give Aaron and Hannah you know, I really didn't feel at all like I needed to give them any marital marital advice. I mean, they're both sharp young adults. They make good choices. They got, you know, for lack of a better term, they got their crap together. So they're they're going to do fine. But I did, you know, I thought a lot about what I would say, the advice I would give to a young couple or to my younger self. First thing was, you know, enjoy every sunrise and enjoy every sunset. And in between there, really there's three things that I think will make your life good. Number one, be productive. You know, each day show up and be productive. You know, get better, whatever that is, whether it's with your horses, with yourself, with your um your career, your business, your physical fitness, your spirituality, whatever that is, show up and be productive. That's the first thing. Secondly, do what's right. You know, we encounter lots of situations 
And in all those situations, we have more than one choice. You know, if, and, and, and myself personally, in some situations and in most situations, I think I do make the right choice, but there's been times that I took an easier route or I made a choice that maybe wasn't the worst choice, but it wasn't the best choice. And, you know, in those situations, I would just tell someone, just always do what's right. Do what you know is right. And we all know what's right. Everybody knows what's right. The last thing is treat people right. If you treat people right, you do what's right. And every day you're productive, you show up and you get better. And you show up and you do a good job or you work hard and you try to get better. You know, those three things, if you do those three things every day, I really feel like the rest will take care of itself. And, you know, for me personally, it was kind of a, it was just a blessing that I had to write that speech and do that toast, speech slash toast, because it really made me um, think about myself. And sometimes, sometimes I make life a little too complicated. Sometimes I... Uh, make life to where it's overwhelming because I'm thinking of 10,000 different things. And in that day, that 24 hour period, there is no physical or mental way that, that you can do all those things, you know? So, um, for me personally, I needed to write that. I needed to look at those three things and remind myself that of, each day. I know today when I started out, and I ain't going to lie, boy, the last couple of days, I mean, Bridget and I, we were tired. I mean, we slept good, and this morning my alarm went off early, early. And I ain't going to lie, I shut that thing off and I slept for another hour. I uh, was done. And it's hot here. We got a little rain last night. It's super humid. <laughs> and I got out there today. You know, I did pay for not getting out there earlier because, man, it got hot and humid. But, you know, when I, when I got out there this morning, of course, I was felt like I was running late because I didn't get out there as early as I normally would. I, I just had to tell myself, just, just start. Just start and be productive. Be productive, get something done, and then go on to the next thing. Well, before you know it, I had my horses rode. I had things put up. Um, I did a few other things out there and then I came in and took a shower and cleaned up and now I'm in the office, you know, finishing up and tying up some loose ends and getting some stuff ready for some meetings I've got coming up and some private clinics that I've got scheduled here for the next month and I've got to go to Steamboat Springs next, uh, I got to leave next Thursday. And so I'll be gone about four days. And I'm pretty excited to go to Steamboat, though. Um, I love that area. I love Steamboat Springs. And it'll be warm during the day, but cool at night. It'll be, yeah, it's going to be nice. And uh, beautiful country. I mean, beautiful country. Unbelievable country. 
so I'm, I'm getting all that ready and I've got to get my travel arrangements and get some loose ends tied up with that. And so, um, it, uh, right at this time of year, it's a nice mix of training horses and office work. And I've got a lot of, uh, this fall, we're doing a lot more private clinics here at our place and at other places. And they're great. I really enjoy those just like I do the public clinics. The private clinics are you can dig a little deeper and be a little more specific because you have, you know, basically usually have just three to five people, you know, roughly three to eight. Um, so those are always real fun. And I'm really looking forward to, I tell you what, this time of year, I get to where I'm really looking forward to felt hats, wild rags, and vests. When it's cool enough that I can put my felt hat and my vest and my wild rag on, man, I'm going to be tickled because <laughs> I don't know as uh, when it gets hot and stays hot for a good bit, I just start getting excited for fall because that's my favorite time of the year. And then we always rope a bunch in the fall because it starts to cool off and you get a longer day, longer working day because you can stay out there longer. Um, tell you what gets you in the summertime here is what gets you is staying hydrated. You know, it's just super important for your energy and your own health to stay hydrated. And when it's really hot, it's hard to stay hydrated because you, if you drink as much water as you need, you kind of like, sometimes I kind of get to where you, you don't feel very good in your, it's like you're waterlogged in your stomach. That's, that's one of the hardest things this time of year. And I'm sure a lot of you have that same issue in the areas of the country you live in. But uh, anyway, so that's a little bit of uh, talking a little bit about what we had going on last weekend. And, uh, you know, one other thing I talked about in that in my speech was, you know, understanding that uh, life is a journey and uh, don't get too fixated on the destination because and this does apply to training horses and your horsemanship and competing and everything else in your life is that it's a proven fact that there, there's a in our brains when when we're working on something and we start to make progress towards that goal we start to get what's called a dopamine hit and that is a that is our brain releases that dopamine and that's that's the uh i don't know it's not a drug but it's whatever it is that's what makes us feel good and gives us energy and motivation and it's a proven fact that if you don't enjoy the journey meaning if along the way you don't enjoy those moments and let yourself give yourself those dopamine hits when you get to the end result you can be miserable because um that's just that's just the way our brain works and you know it's a uh, it's really interesting um i really like i enjoy that kind of stuff i listen to podcasts on guys that talk about how our brain works and um neuroscience um, I know that sounds nerdy as heck, but it, it helps me understand myself a lot and the way I think sometimes. 
Um, you know, but I think enjoying the journey is so important. It's because just like with training horses, if you don't, if when my pens are full of horses, which they usually are, and you just go out there every day and you think, God, how am I going to get these horses finished? Well, the first thing is they're never finished. Every horse is in training for its whole life. Um, whether you get it to a certain level and you're satisfied with that level, um, even if you do that, that horse, it, it is trained but you still have training to do to keep it at that level. And so, but if, if I go out there and I look at those horses and I, and I don't enjoy the journey, like I've got, and I've talked about this filly before, I've got a filly in for a customer of mine that I'm telling you, there has not been one easy day the whole time this filly has been here. And on top of that, in between, she got hurt to where I had to doctor her for about, three weeks or a month which was miserable and but you know that just like today it was pretty good and it's getting better but it has not there has not been an easy day since that filly has been here now I can look at that one of two ways I can look at that like oh my god I'm just dreading going to work that horse or I can look at it like, okay, let's go. Because by the time we get done, even though it's not fun, comfortable, or whatever, I'm going to be better. And by golly, that, that filly is helping me get to a whole nother level. And am I enjoying it? No, not really. Am I thankful for it? Yes. You know, and that, and it's funny to say that, but I think you, I think we need to, especially in this business, we need to understand that, that, you know, sometimes as we get better, it's not going to be fun. I mean, I know that's a fact for me because I ride a lot of green horses. I got a horse in here about a month ago for a girl that is very, very, very talented, has a great set of horses, going to go to the NFR this year. Um, and this horse had been in training, um, but for a different discipline in, in, in its defense. Um, the horse was really stiff, bracy, no stop. I mean, I didn't like anything about her. And you know what? A month later, that horse is that horse has been a good challenge, but that horse has really come along. And and you know, I talked to the owner today and told her where we started and what the progress has been now and and uh you know, I'm pretty happy with her where she's at for right now. Is she where I would like her to be for her to go on with her in in the barrels? No, she's not good enough. She's not good enough yet. But and I and I told the owner that. Um, but she will be, she will be, if that's what they decide to do with her, you know, so I, I've learned to take my time and enjoy each one of those horses because they all have different challenges, all have different challenges. You know, I had a call today or I had a message from 
a girl in Iowa that um, hosted a clinic for me this summer. One of the best hosts I've ever had. She was just awesome. Very detail-oriented, kind of a micromanager. So those traits that are super great for being a host and being organized sometimes are not super great for being a competitor because she has she has a really nice mare um and she's got that horse trained pretty darn good and that horse she said she'd went to a futurity and i think she'd hit a barrel all three days and she said she said the horse is doing what i'm asking i'm just my timing's off and i'm asking too soon asking sitting and asking her to turn too soon well what happens there is we we start to anticipate you know adrenaline when you come down that alleyway come out of that roping box or whatever you, you've got a lot of adrenaline pumping through your bit through your system okay so what adrenaline does is it makes our reactions faster and stronger and so you got to be real careful with that and like with this particular mare and i and and i could give her this advice because i rode that mare at the clinic and I watched her for two days and actually she was there for four days because we had two clinics back to back. But, you know, I told her to on eat on the backside of each barrel to pick that spot to ride that mare to, to where she was sure that that shoulder was cleared before she ever asked that horse to turn, you know, basically asking that horse to go, you know, ride that horse where you think you're astride farther than you should be, then let her, then let her come because this mare is real turny and real steady. And that'll do two things. Number one, it'll free that horse up and it'll keep your forward motion and your momentum and it'll take time. It'll make your, it'll make your horse stop the clock faster because you're going to have more momentum coming out of those turns. You know, when a horse goes into a turn and gets real steady and then they go to turn and, and the only way a horse gets the barrel is if when they start their turn, that barrel is in between them and their next point. So if you don't clear that horse's shoulder, I mean, there's a good chance they're going to turn into that barrel. You got to clear that shoulder, that point on the backside of the barrel where when you get to that point and you draw a straight line from there to your next point at the next barrel where you want to ride to there can't be any objects in between you and that in that that point you know so um you know and just talking to her of course she was she was struggling with it she was you know it had it had shaken her confidence is what it had done i mean and that's what happens when we're not when we don't have the success that we hope for, then it then it starts to work on our confidence. Well, and it had it had you know it had weakened her confidence a little bit. And like I told her, I said, just go on your next run, and you can't do anything. You got to go one barrel at a time, one run at a time. But just make up your mind and visualize going farther past that point so that you free that horse's shoulder and and then sit and let that horse turn yeah and i don't care if you go a stride by on each barrel i mean get <clears throat> get some momentum 
and get get that horse past that point where when she sets to turn she's coming into that barrel and then then you can clean it up later but to begin with you got to you got to get that horse you got to get that horse rolling you got to ride that horse past that point and you know like i told her pretend you're going to ride by a stride and then let your horse turn and do it on all three barrels and i promise you I promise you she will not ride by a full stride on any of the three. I promise you. Because <laughs> that 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 uh I'm not gonna call it panic. But that feeling you get when you feel like you're too far by, you're you'll be surprised how fast your body can react. And the what you're gonna do for that horse is she's gonna she's gonna get that horse where that horse is more confident running in there and see the thing is too if if by riding me telling her to ride that horse by a stride you know what she's going to be you know what she's going to do with her hand she's going to leave her hand down and she's not going to be checking that horse and so if she rides by and she keeps her hand down and she just sits and lets that horse turn what that's going to do is give that horse confidence that she can run into that turn and do her job knowing that somebody's not going to be picking up on her mouth and if i was a horse that's what i would want i would want to know that if i'm running my guts out and you put your that you're going to put your hand down and you're going to let me do my job and you're going to help me if I, you know, and if I need help, go ahead and help me. But that makes a big difference to a horse, especially a horse that wants to settle a little bit. So anyway, we're going to see how that goes. And I bet it goes pretty good. I bet it goes pretty good. Uh, here again, I'm running out of time, but uh, I want to thank everybody out there that's listening. I think we've got 52,000 downloads or something like that in eight countries. Um, still blows me away every time I look at that. Um, thank you for listening. Have a safe week of training. God bless. And as always, be your best. Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, head over to philhavenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhavenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're gonna be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I wanna encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better, whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.